Welcome. You are listening to Curiosity Lab, a radio show dedicated to questions and wonder. I am your host, Shanti O'Connor. And co-host, Adam Bram. Hello, Central Oregon. Thank you for tuning in. This is Shanti O'Connor. And today in studio, I have Christopher Abramchek. Hi. Hello. Hello. I invited Christopher in. Um, well, I asked him <laughs> to come and join me today uh, so that he and I can record a podcast about our um, relationship. Christopher and I um, have been together for six months now, and um, it's been a mm, life-changing, life expand, heart-expanding, life-expanding um relationship that i feel so much change happening within me and i am learning so much about love and relationship through this connection with him that i wanted a chance to sit down with him where he and i could talk about what we're doing and how it's affecting us how it's changing us um so i don't really know exactly what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about our relationship obviously um but um this is definitely more of a vulnerable uh share than what you're used to which is me sort of like interviewing somebody um this is me sharing my heart with you guys so I hope you enjoy this, and um, we'll see what happens. So, hello, love. <laughs> hello. Hello. Uh, first of all, thank you for doing this. And um, today is our six-month uh, anniversary. And I, we last week we met with a friend. A friend of mine invited us over for dinner. And um, she was a little surprised at like how we were tracking our relationship, right? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Kendra yeah. is a friend. And I, I love what you shared. Maybe you can, I mean, six months is actually really significant for us. Um, and can you share why? <laughs> <laughs> well, um I mean, there's a couple of reasons why. I mean, the, probably the primary reason was that you have two young children and are going through a marital transition. Mm. And I've gone through a similar experience. And, you know, there's, there's sort of benchmarks, guidelines around introduction of children to new partners. And six months is the common one. Yeah. So... That was something from the very beginning that we both had awareness around, and and then of course there's our friend Barb. <laughs> oh, Barb! You guys, oh, Barb! You guys have heard a lot about Barb because she's been on the show before. Yeah, and she is an old friend of mine, and she had mentioned to Shanti that I have these 
you know, these uh, timelines or time at boundaries or I'm not sure. I mean, I wasn't really think I never think of it as that way, but apparently from the outside looking in, she had. Made she these, had clocked these she'd times. Clocked these, she'd made some observations around yeah. the longevity of my relational space and that if you made it past six weeks that we would be doing pretty good. And so then that just prompted me to wonder, you know, when did we actually first meet and going back to our first meeting time date just to see where six weeks was. And then, of course, it then it became a matter of like, well, we're six months at too. And, mm. and then... I think, uh, what was it, like a month or so ago when we, when the idea kind of first floated up of sitting down like this? Mm -hmm. At the six-month mark? Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, you're a little radio personality and chronicler of local life and us being in that category Mm -hmm. seemed like a logical thing to... I don't know, for posterity's sake, maybe. Mm. We are my favorite local life. <laughs> but beyond that, um, yeah, uh, Barb, Barb Largent, that's who we we're talking about. Uh, we should mention that we're kind of here because of Barb, essentially. You've known Barb a long time, and I have was hearing about you through Barb for many years, And we came together over a project that I was working on that, I don't know if it was Barb or Hillary, one of them invited you or asked you to build this grief well for our grief ceremony. And we had a meeting, the four of us, Barb, Hillary, myself, and you, and that's when we met, which was on Valentine's Day. (laughs) which I don't think either of us really clocked because it wasn't a special day in any way, but, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not much into the hallmark moments. Mm, Yeah. Neither am I, but, um, it's nice because it's a really easy day to remember February 14th. And so, um, so Barb essentially, uh, in a roundabout way kind of brought us together through, through that. And, um, what was significant for me in that first, I, I'm going to say meetings because we met during that meeting, but it was pretty brief. And then I spent the next like week and a half um, showing up when you went to the Unity property to build the well. I, I would show up and sit at the edge of the well and we would talk and What was significant then that I think is so significant still and it carries me in a really powerful way is it's it's like the way in which you and I communicate, it it was very evident even from the beginning because it was a very um, authentic, um, straightforward conversation. it was vulnerable. We had some, I, I don't know, I had some vulnerable, like you asked me some pretty intimate questions early on, <laughs> you know, and I did not hold back at all. I was 100% open and vulnerable with you immediately because immediately I felt your ability to be 
grounded and present in, in, in our, you know, dynamic, just as friends getting to know each other, or just as two people getting to know each other, we weren't really friends then, but um, your ability to do that, I felt an immediate sense of safety and willingness to lean into that feeling. And it just from the very beginning, it felt like um, there's something here that I can't ignore or deny that I have to, I have to follow. Like every part of me was like, I have to go towards this with my full self or don't go towards it at all. And um, from the very first days at the well, I feel like I've been doing that over and over and over again. Yeah, you're going to make me cry first. <laughs> I think that's a good way to... Um, the, I like that, the way you characterize that, of going towards it, going forward into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's how we why you know having this conversation right now felt like a logical thing to do for both of us and that i yeah i can still you know easily picture us i mean i i it's a kind of a i think it's a bit of a comical picture because i was you know four feet deep in a hole and you were sitting on the edge Mm-hmm. Like the uh, Ivory Spring Girl <laughs> mm. just showed up to have a conversation, mm. which I thought was a great kindness, and um, and didn't have much of a, a thought beyond that. Um, but that idea of 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 just of being forward in our openness, um, I, I feel like that's a quality that we both have and mm. that we both have brought into this relational space that it's actually a, a quality that we've been cultivating our, our whole life. Um, I know for me that I, you know, for me, the edge is always trying to be a better version of me mm. and being open and present and is, is really how I get there or trying to be open and present is how I get there because then that's then you you're in a space when you recognize when things show up right you Mm -hmm. recognize when the opportunity for a new awareness is 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 present with you and within you and that you can you, you have the opportunity to embody that new awareness and so when 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 we started those conversations at the well, um, for it for me it really was just uh, here's somebody that's open and and is showing up, and I'm showing up, and we we just kept showing up, and th- and that really is 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 a. Um, an integral aspect of our relational space. I feel that whatever we've done, and we've done a lot of things, and we've um, 
we've shared a lot of things. It's that quality of just showing up and being open to the experience, being mm. open to each other. And and it's, again, you know, why the reason why this seemed like a logical conversation to have is that like, it's it, the, the change that I've experienced in my own emotional growth and my own understanding of who I am and how I embody, you know, my experience is so uh, profoundly different than it was before I met you. Mm. Yeah. I feel the same. <clears throat> I feel like, al- although I I feel like I love you more than I have ever loved somebody, it feels like a very grounded and realistic love. Like it's not, it's not in this like, place this needy unrealistic fantasy type of love because from the beginning we were doing some deep work with each other you know and um and I think that that deep work that we were doing was definitely setting this foundation that we've continually been growing on and building on but it's like I no, I no longer need or have this idea of love like it needs to be a certain way or a connection, intimate partnership, partnership needs to be a certain way. I think what I've, there's so many things I've realized, but one one of the big things I've realized in this connection with you is like, if I can just show up fully as I am in that moment, whatever it is, ungrounded, messy, happy, silly, whatever it is, whatever I'm going through and just be open and authentic and vulnerable and not try to like hide it or change it to meet what I think you want or need, but to just be me and allowing you to react or meet me in whatever way that you're ready to in that moment, there's been this freedom. There's been this freedom of, of, of parts of myself that I have been hiding or scared of. And it's and so, and so it's like this, this love that I've been cultivating and growing with you. It's not only me meeting you and seeing you and loving you as you are, but it's also doing that for myself in a way that I've never been able to do before. And, you know, it helps that I'm 44 now, <laughs> a little bit more, more mature. You know, the last relationship I started, I was like 22. Um, and so it's been, it's been a while. Um, and so I feel like I just don't, I just want to be myself and I want someone just to love me as myself. And I even remember there were a few things I said at the well to you that were so important to me being myself that I needed to be um, acknowledged. And one of the things I said is I want to find someone who can love the woman in me, but also the mother, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to like, 
hide or pretend these parts of myself aren't significant and a huge part of me. Um, you know, there's other parts, but those are two of the main parts because I've had experiences where some people, you know, just want the mother or just want the woman, not both. And I, and I feel like every time I come towards you in that like very authentic place, you just keep meeting me and accepting me and loving me and encouraging me, you know, even if it's like challenging you a little bit, there's still this, um, an acceptance of it. And so, um, yeah, going back to how I started this, even though I am so in love, I also, um, feel like it's not just rainbows and butterflies. Like we are doing deep work with each other that I've never done with anyone before. And it's what I've, it's, I've always wanted to be able to do this with somebody. I, I've wanted friends that I can do this with. And I've especially wanted an, a, a partner that I can do this with. And there's such a freedom to that. You're smiling. What? <laughs> Because I feel like we're in danger of just monologuing our love out here. It's going to start feeling like, all right, let me tell you this dream I had. I know. <laughs> like, like this will be the bedtime podcast. Like, okay, <laughs> they're still droning on about how much they love blah, each other. Blah, Holy blah, sh- blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I can't help it. All right. Thanks, Lorian. We're just, we're going to try and be more concise here. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I... I think there's something really juicy about being seen. And mm. I mean, that that's what I, that was kind of the, the main thing I, yeah. I first took from what you were saying. And, and I, I, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like, um, there was this idea of what love is or could be or should be prior to my experience with you. And, and the way that I experience it now is so profoundly different. Anyway, I'm in danger of like sliding into the mono mono love here. But I the the key thing for me though is that the more I am the more that, that we are doing what we're doing, the more I feel like I can be myself. Mm-hmm. And so kind of in, in this like it seems like there's like this um, very inter, 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 inter uh, it's an I word <laughs> integral part of this experience which is I love you but I, I but the love I have for myself has well, it's it's a thing. Like before, mm. it wasn't there. Like, but I mean, like when we like some of the early challenges for me in this relational space. We, and I, you know, I have said this before, so I'll just confess it to the world at large. Like your emotional intelligence was just like really what um, made this possible. Because for me, early on, I'd get triggered, and I get triggered, or, and it, for me, the core, you know, wound value that I. Uh, was working with was this sense of not feeling worthy of love. Mm. And um, 
and the way that you would show up and hold space around my triggered space just I, I it became a safer and safer experience for me and and the funny thing is like it, it wasn't that the the safer I felt with you was 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 you know it was related to how well I felt how I felt seen by you mm. like the way that you held space around my my you know emotional drama um it, it like it calmed my system down and um and and it it gave me enough space to like look around emotionally and be like I'm okay we're mm. okay everything's okay and then uh I mean it's it's a funny kind of repair to um to experience to just be seen and not and not judged and and then it, because it, it gave me the room to like move into that uncharted territory of who I am and how I am with in the presence of another person, mm-hmm. in the presence of you. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like that being able to like feel what I was feeling in a safe, in a safe space with you, um, it, it freed up. Well, I mean, it, it, it I think that's a, a deep aspect of what love is, mm-hmm. you know, that you um, you get to experience that, that I feel horrible, um, triggered state, and in the presence of somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it takes you out of your, out, it took me out of my head and uh, and just... The repair took you out of your head. What took you out of your head? Uh, that 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 we the 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 con- the consistent way that you showed up in mm. in the space for mm. for my being triggered, and um, anyway, I, I think that's a really juicy aspect of of our relationship of you know just to be able to like be ourselves um but it's still but but still have an authentic um presence around how we show up and what we're experiencing and feel safe and supported in that space it's it's, it's i feel like i'm missing how to like really accurately describe this well, I, let's let's dive into this a little bit more because i think this is like one of the coolest things about this relationship with you the way in which we do hard things it it's life changing and i i feel like we we do hard conversations and <laughs> hard moments pretty good you know um and in those moments as you're saying when we can get through it we learn so much about ourselves and, and each other and there's this like growth and this deepening of love that happens in those moments um and so m- maybe maybe i can talk a little bit about what happens for me when you're in a triggered space and and how how does that sound? Okay. So you've already referenced this like early on. You you had a few triggers that um, took you into your head. And the experience of you going into your head meant that 
you retreated from me. And um, in those moments, I had a choice. I had a choice to feel victimized. I had a choice to blame you or attack you. Or I had a choice to be curious and to really try and understand. And so instead of um, going, a, going away from you, turning away from you, I decided to be curious because I, I want to like really know, I really want to know you. And I think some of the most important foundational work that we can do and we will do is in those triggered spaces in those, in those spaces where things are scary, confusing, we're hurt. We, we don't know what to do. Right. And so I decided to be curious and I went towards you and I would, and I, I remember, I remember, I think one time I just showed up, (laughs) you were like, (laughs) I need space. And I was like, I showed up um, because I, I knew that um, there was something you were feeling, something happening that needed to be seen, that needed to be expressed. And because it was happening in relationship around me, to me, for like it was it had something to do with what we were doing relationally. And so for, for me to just give you space um, and, and I don't, I don't want to, this sounds maybe, I don't know. It, it just felt like in that moment, I, the, the worst thing I could have done is given you space. And so I decided to just show up and be present and just be fully there and just to, to sort of ask and be curious and allow you the time and space to feel me fully present there and allow you the time and space when you were ready to start opening and sharing what was going on with you. And I didn't, I didn't show up with the intention of fixing you or fixing the situation, but really with the intention to, to understand. And so I had to really not take it personal. It was hard. It was really hard. And you know this. We've talked about that. Um, But um, I was okay with it being hard, though. It didn't scare me, and it didn't, I didn't, you know. Um, Yeah, and so what that, I think what what you said is what that allowed for you is a softening, like a softening around what you were feeling, what you were thinking and it allowed you to open enough to share. And in that, in that little sharing, then you got to feel or see how I was receiving. Well, it it wasn't just a, the thing that was significant for me was, I mean, I could see how you're receiving it because you just showed up and, um, I mean, we're not talking like stalker girlfriend showing up. We're just talking no. about like, you know, yeah, like a, a friend who, you know, knows that you would be better off with company. And it's only happened that one time. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> we're not chronic. No. <laughs> um, I, but but the, but I, the quality of what you're talking about of presence is what 
impacted me the most. Like, and and I like how you you. I mean, I appreciate you saying that you had all these other feelings around curiosity being like the the healthy one, and then like you could have taken it personally, and you could have been Mm -hmm. you could have gone into your own story around my story, which is like the the bad cycle of like I'm triggered now, you're triggered based on my triggering, and like we just ping pong off each other and end up in separate spaces. So I thank you for choosing Mm. curiosity. Mm. Um, So having you be just present and curious, and it wasn't like a curious of like 10,000 questions. It was just a curious of like, what am I going to feel and experience in Mm -hmm. this space without having to like uh, try and bring some overlay to it. It's just being present, just showing up. Um, I could feel that. And I am, you know, a super sensitive overthinker, overclocker on, on, and so just feeling you being, sharing the space and being open, I felt like I could, I could breathe in that space. I could, I felt like I could, I could allow, um, an expansion of my awareness into this space, right? This space of like feeling, you know, that that deep unworthiness that that you know is at the at the core of my triggered um, experience. It, to feel that in the presence of somebody else, like I could see how I could see my story better in that moment, and I could feel into the 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 texture and the shape of of that unworthy feeling and and the funny thing about that is not that it, you think oh if you get to have that you know moment of the the, the epiphany is going to be rooted around like i understand where this came from mm. it's you know it came from widget x that hit mm. me when instead it was just that being able to like feel that unworthy feeling that that that's what the repair was was like to be able to just feel because i think that you know the original wounding occurs because we can't feel Mm. because it's not safe to feel because somebody that we needed to be there for us a parent or community or whoever whatever like we had to instead not feel to survive and and here i was in this like you know being a triggered space is like it's a kind of a survival thing like and mm-hmm. my normal thing is like out of here man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like either you get away or i get away but we i contract and i move away to just take care of myself because that's my default take care of myself and so feeling this unworthy feeling and you're not and you're still present and i'm able to stay present because i feel like i've got enough space to breathe in around it well, that just somehow like, like it, it turned that unworthy feeling into more of a cloudy instead of a hard lump. And I don't know. It, it, I mean, the funny thing about like changing that kind of a experience or a changing that that core value is that it's not. There's no like clear line around it. Mm. I mean, here we are six months later, and, and I'm thinking. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I felt that in the context of you and I 
and and it you know it may have been a couple of weeks ago I don't know but <laughs> but it doesn't but it feels like it's it's not a clo- mm-hmm. it's not as close in with me anymore yeah. as it yeah. used to be I'm not like fully you know you know healed you know come brother and lay your hands on me kind of healing moment it's more it's more just like a the way we just keep showing up with each other like that consistency like the more I feel like well, like, you know, kind of going back full circle now to the juiciness of like being able to be ourselves, mm. like our our fullest, just ourselves with each other, is uh, is just it's the gift of being able to like be present with ourselves with another, which kind of all goes back for me to like you know reembodying. Like mm. there's so much of like the relational space where you're where I, where, you, where you're not able to like feel just feel you're not able to feel and so thanks for all the feels feelies (laughs) um i i think something that's really interesting with with our dynamic as well is that we we both come from highly um complex trauma childhoods and um very complicated relationships with our parental figures and both of us went into like survivor protector, like independent mode, you know, uh, kind of, you can't take care of me, mom or dad. So I'm going to take care of me. And not only am I going to take care of me, I'm going to take care of all my siblings underneath me. Cause we're both the oldest in our family um, order. And there's a whole like family, do you know, like the family order psychology? We should talk about it sometime no, because no. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> but um, and so and then and so then w- we were imprinted with this independence to a de- and but it's been t- like to a default. Like a, it's like an it served us, it helped us, but it's also crippled us in certain ways. I mean, I'm speaking for you. I should speak for me. It crippled me in certain ways in terms of intimate partnerships. And what it what I've done in my adult partnering is I haven't allowed myself to be seen or be vulnerable in, in a, and I haven't allowed myself to be supported and loved really. And um, because love and intimacy has not been safe for me, you know, um, if I'm open and vulnerable, that's a place where I learned that open vulnerability will be used against me to tear me down or make or shame me, you know? And this is the first time I'm coming into a relationship. And I think part of it is because I've done a lot of work around that. I've done a lot of work around my childhood trauma and my own wounding and my own attachment woundings. I'm still a work in progress, but I've done enough work around that, that I felt so ready for a partnership where I can learn a different way of intimacy and relating. And, you know, and, and since I was ready, I I chose to step into this differently, but I as well, similar to you, I, when I feel triggered, I become the lone wolf I go (laughs) leave me alone don't talk to me I'm gonna go take care of myself and when I'm ready when I feel okay I'll come back and until then see ya 
you know, and um, I've also had my triggers um, that we've been able to navigate. And it was, it was really beautiful for me to, I mean, it was really hard to be in those spaces, to be triggered and not fully really knowing why I was so triggered, you know, but like everything in my body saying, I don't feel, this doesn't feel right, you know, um, and, and to be in that space with you. And, and I remember, cause we just had this, like, what was that a week or two ago? Was that just a week ago? It was just a week ago, right? Okay. You're smiling. So it was, um, where I was so triggered and I, I, that night that I was triggered, I stayed up all night. I couldn't sleep. I think I slept maybe two hours that night. Um, and I had all of these things I in my head that I was going to do to avoid you, to not show up <laughs> and see you the next day. <laughs> this is all news for me. I was thinking about, okay, this is what I'm going to tell him. <laughs> and this is what I'm going to do tomorrow to take care of myself. But then I was like fighting with myself the whole time. Like, you can't turn away from him. This is like... This is exactly what you are asking him to not do. You're inviting him to turn towards <laughs> you. And, you know, and I had this like dialogue for hours of like, no, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to show up. It's too hard. I can't. Why do we have to have this revelation in a, a studio? <laughs> Why? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a revelation for me. It's, it's a revelation a re- for you. For <laughs> I thought I told you that. I might not oh, have. No, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, I think now that you know. Shati has like a little bit of like, uh, she likes that I acknowledge her early emotional maturity over me and, and that she like, if <laughs> she reveals too many of these like, you know. Deep, voices. dark voices. Yeah, right. And she's like down mm. here with me in the, the grungy. Well, I will say even early on when you were like, you're so emotionally intelligent. I was like, well. I was definitely arguing that I wasn't just like, oh yeah, you know I am. I mean, I I definitely have some emotional intelligence, and I also have a lot of wounding that I'm still navigating, and so I can vacillate maybe a little. And last week I vacillated for a sure. A lot. Sounds like you vacillated all over the place. Yeah. You slip and fall on the way. But I did tell you I, I wasn't sure about showing up and it was really hard to show up. And I was up all night thinking. So, but I didn't. Yeah. Okay. I love this like background story to the day that followed because oh, it was a pretty challenging. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy to, to share because that was huge for me. And it was really hard and vulnerable and how you dealt with that stubbornness. Oh, dealt with dear it. listener. Oh dear. listener. <laughs> she gave me a side of her that I had not seen before, which was the, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to talk about it. I'm going to deflect or and not even, de- actually you weren't even like as a deflection. Mm-mm. You were just like not engaging. And I kept trying to, I kept throwing stuff at her. I was like a stone wall. A total stone wall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because it was, it was so, and and I think 
the the vulnerability of how I was feeling and without the clarity. Like if I had the clarity coming in, it would have been a different situation. Really like clarity. The clarity of what the heck was happening with me and why was I so triggered? See, I think that's the aspect of 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 control that you have. Yeah, see, mm. Listeners, she is way more stubborn than me. Let's just set that out there for Wow, that's a big statement. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. You're pretty stubborn. So you can cast your vote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that you need, like the fact that they're, like the lack of clarity would be so destabilizing because yes. I, I mean, to me, I associate vulnerability and the triggered space with a lack of clarity. Like if I, I had know. clarity around it, then I figure I'm in the pattern and the pattern is like to be, you know, spinning a story to make things so I don't have to feel the mm. epic uncomfortableness of mm. muddy, distressed thoughts, you know, where you just feel like shit and you don't know why you feel like shit. But yeah. you, and you get that. I, for me, it's like I feel like shit. I feel trapped. I feel like I'm in like a box and I can't like get out of the box. I know I want to be here, but I know that I want to run away at the exact same time. Like I just it jams me up hard. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah, I appreciate that. And in I feel like you've actually said that to me before. Um, you've invited me because there's many times I've held back on thoughts or feelings because they don't feel completely clear. And you're like, just presence, whatever is happening. And well, that's what we did the day after. That yeah. was the kind of the breakthrough around it. Yeah. And I mean, it's, this is going to probably enter into like the realm of trying to describe a dream, but it seemed like the breakthrough, like it happened when you started describing what you were feeling and I, in my body. Yeah. And I had like gone through, well, at this point I tried everything to, you know, get her to like break out of that, that wall, tried to be funny, tried to be sexy I don't know, try to hug it out. I mean, there's like, and she was like having none of that. Mm -hmm. So then it was like, okay. Like I had to surrender in a way to the discomfort of your discomfort yeah. and be sitting there with you. And then finally it was like, okay, what are you feeling? And then. Can I pause really quick? Pause actuated. <laughs> <laughs> the rejection of those moments was because I feel like you were trying to like fix or just pop me out of it. Oh, fuck yeah, I was trying to fix yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, we had like, we were driving <laughs> to a blueberry you pick. Uh, we were, you know, on the other side of, of the path, you know, towards Eugene. And we got to like Deer Creek and I'm like, pull over, just pull over. <laughs> I couldn't take it. I was just like going crazy in my head with mm. all of this like mm. active passive aggressive <laughs> mm. our new favorite term that i introduced christopher to because i was driving and, and I, was I was like i'll drive can i drive and she's like no, no. <laughs> and then later she's like, i couldn't be actively passive aggressive if i couldn't be passively passive, passive aggressive, aggressive. Right. i had to be actively passive aggressive by driving by driving <laughs> yeah yeah anyway so we pulled over yeah. At Deer Creek and went our separate ways. She went to the hot springs and I went just exploring around the river. And um, and then we finally came back together after a while. And when I tried a few more times to 
be cute, be sexy, be distracting to break through the discomfort of, you know, her being, well, you were, you were cut off from me. And yeah. I really, that was hard. I was, I don't like that feeling. And mm-hmm. I, I know that I've caused that feeling in you by me doing that exact same thing. But this was like the, this was like probably the real, the first real time that I experienced it with you. And so, yeah. oh shit, yeah. <laughs> that was a learning moment. Anyway, back to the story. Where were we? So um, you surrendering. So finally, because nothing was working and finally you surrendered to, to not try and change or fix. Right. And I was just, what are you feeling? Yeah, you were finally, I felt you were finally really present with me Yeah, in that moment. And I felt you, and and when I felt you really there, then I was, okay, I can start to open. That's like I ha- was having a little conversation in my head, like, okay, yeah. I think he's ready, and I think I'm ready, because you're you're here. And then the miracle happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was, you started, I mean, in particular, you, you talked about that, that the constriction in your throat and the, and the blockage, and I could feel it. Mm-hmm. I felt it in my own throat. Yeah. Like the attunement moment happened, and I, all I did was just presence what I was, you know, how I felt that. And then it just, you kept going and then it unlocked for, it seemed like it unlocked stuff for you because you shared a lot more and. Yeah, it unlocked a lot. I mean, physically it unlocked a lot and emotionally and like even I was able to understand the context of where all of this was coming from, which. You know, you you triggered it, but really it wasn't even, wasn't about you. You know, you were just this really beautiful, shiny, handsome gift of, <laughs> <laughs> of, of a trigger. So I could see, oh, that's, that was the bridge of the original wounding that, that triggered that moment. And that's why that, you know, yeah. was so hard. Well, I think that the, the part that's really interesting to me is like how we we co-create these triggered moments. Yeah. And, you know, that particular example, like it, like all the ways in which we try and fix or we distract from just allowing ourselves to feel that mm. triggered space, mm. to really feel it. And, you know, like I said earlier, like, I got to have that experience with you a lot more than you were having with me because mm-hmm. you're, you know, wiser, smarter, more emotionally mm-hmm. mature. Mm-hmm. At least so it seemed. <laughs> but I think you are. I think you are. I mean, you're 44, I'm 58, and it's definitely like a, it's a little learning curve for, you know, external gonad types here. <laughs> anyway, the whole point is that we co-create a triggered space and if we are doing our work, and maybe there's a little bit of luck in there too, and we get to have that moment where there's space to breathe in, where we can feel mm-hmm. it. Either we feel it on our own and we get to like 
see the expansion of awareness around mm. what what that where that feeling lies within us and see the origin story on that feeling maybe or we get to have like you and I miraculously it seems got to have where we could feel it together and that is I think I really feel like it's the feeling in the presence of another of the original you know wound the original thing that that we built a pattern around like the feeling is the repair yeah yeah it's because you you it's the feeling in the presence of another is such a different experience than the feeling of the triggered hurt or wound or the unworthy in our but when we're alone Mm -hmm. because that's what we what's that's how we adapt that's how we became what we are like a, our pattern is all built around how to accommodate this feeling this terrible feeling that we took on at some early age and then be alone and survive right but here we are we're partnering up we're doing all the fun things all the sexy things but that but that 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 core value that that we've built everything around wants to be presence it wants to be felt and it wants to be felt in the context of the space that that wants love in it. Mm-hmm. Like I, however I and wherever I took on that unworthy feeling, it it started with somebody that I wanted to be loved by, yeah, and to be seen by. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I couldn't, it, it, I couldn't. Like it wasn't safe to to have that, or it just wasn't available to us, yeah. you know, and. Yeah. Um, I can so relate. And I've said this before about that, that feeling of, of unworthiness. And I think because I understand my version of unworthiness so well, like your version of unworthiness, I'm curious about, and I'm open to understanding. Um, Because as you're, as you're doing the work to find your own worthiness, I'm learning so much. I, I get to I get to learn a lot about you, but I also get to learn a lot about me. Like in context of when you're when you feel unworthy, and then my own unworthiness that that comes up. You know, uh, it like you said for you, it's coming up less and less. There's there's a softening around it. It's you don't have this. It's not so in in your presence present moment. Um, and that, that's something that I've been softening around for a while now, but I feel like learning how to really untether that has to be through this vulnerable, intimate dynamic that, that we're having, because I love what you just said about that, uh, that, that wounding of whenever that started, I mean, I know for sure, I mean, I know for sure when and how my mind started and it it was totally around, you know, my parents as a really, really, really young, um, child. And so it's, it's just really cool that we both have a lot of awareness about that part of ourselves and how it impacts us and informs us and all of the voices that and feelings that it brings up in us and um yeah well, let, let's not discount what a bitch it is to get to that place i mean true i'd, I'd like to acknowledge all the relationships that i've had in central yeah. oregon like thank you for <laughs> your contribution to the project yeah i mean 
I, it took a lot of mm. practice to get here mm. and, um, and I, and I'm grateful for the, that. And I appreciate that. But fuck, man. It's yeah. not an easy place to come to. You know, usually, I mean, for me, I had to crash and burn a lot, which is to say there was a lot of relational transitions to get to a place where, you know, every time a relationship didn't work out, um, no matter what the circumstances, the ultimate blame always came back to me mm. in my mind, you know, that I, yeah. that there was something wrong with me that I didn't know how to do this, that there was something I was doing wrong or, and, um, because after a while, you know, you, you totally get this, like you, you realize that everybody's got their story yeah. and that story drives them to like act in a certain way. And if you can see that in somebody else, well, then you can certainly, you know, the next, the, the very logical portion of it is to be like, I've, I, it's, I'm doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, I saw it, that I was doing it and then I recognized they were doing it. And then it just sort of like, anyway, you just kind of like, it distills down to this core value moment where I recognize that this is the thing I'm carrying, mm. this like unworthy quality, this unworthy nugget, little turd nugget <laughs> in my heart. And, um, And then, it, you know, up until us, up until, uh, well, a few months ago, I can't say six months ago because six months ago I knew I had that mm-hmm. and I knew that I was, that it was something I was carrying into every, every interaction, not mm-hmm. just with you, but with right. my children, with my community, with my work. Like I, it, it, but it wasn't until you that I actually got to like, uh, be with it, which you'll have to like rewind to get to the be with it because I've already gone through that. But <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But that's just that. I mean, unworthy is a funny word. Like, I, mm. like when you ask, like, how was it for you? Was it for me? Like, it's one of the, like a Barb again. She had mentioned the first time I told her about the unworthy. She was like, "Yeah, that's you know, that's just about everybody's thing." Yeah, it's true. And. And when she said that, I never really thought to like consider like, well, what's their flavor of unworthy? Yeah. Like you just, it's like, it's such a word. Like you just, yeah. it seems so self-defining, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's like you look at that food on the counter, like, is it worth eating or not worth eating? Like, is it, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, am I fit for human consumption or am I not fit for human consumption? And, and so when you think, when I think of unworthy, I think of it as, you know, am, am I justified in my existence mm. like it's a real existential like mm. um thing and that which yeah mm. anyway that was that was mm. blah blah and i i didn't know that it was an existential it was like that that's interesting i think my unworthiness has been am i am i worthy of love being seen being loved um, and, you know, maybe there is an existential thing there, maybe, but on a conscious level, that's what I have been grappling with. And yeah, so that's kind of the same thing to me, though. Like, if, mm. 
if you're not worthy of love, then what are, why, what's the point? Yeah, what's the point of existence even living? I mean, yeah. there's a whole fucking Hallmark industry built around it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I, you've heard me say this so many times. I never even thought I would get to experience what we're doing. I, I never thought that would be possible for me or I would find someone that would be willing to do the work that we're doing. And so it's it's been a process of learning how to like trust that in a sense because it's there's this feeling of like, is is this real? <laughs> is this really happening? Not so much anymore, but from from the very beginning because the the intensity of my int- attraction towards you the intensity of the ways in which I felt I understood you, I was curious about you, you know, all all the parts of you that I was getting to see and experience were just such a yes for me. And I've never, I've never had that. Like, on, so, on, on all the levels, a yes. Usually it's like, Okay, this part of this person's pretty cool. So I'm I am i am yes to that and these other things I'm like, oh, I don't really know how I feel about that. <laughs> but this part is cool. Whereas e- even when you are have been in those triggered states, even that was a yes for me because your ability to communicate and your emotional awareness around it. I mean, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't easy, but you showed up for the work around it. And that's all I want. I, I I think it's funny that the yes for you is like I, like the way in which you approached yes, like this, this, and this are all yeses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, I think it, it's, well, it's, it's funny to me because our dating thing, like, you know, you were married and you're going through the divorce process right now even though the separation happened years ago I was married and I think it's been I don't know 13 14 years ago that the divorce happened so I dated a whole bunch between now and then and I went through all those yeses like I would Mm. find somebody and they would be a yes and then uh or there would be the like there would be the particular yeses and I I just ground out all of that yesness because I um because it's so easy to like our pattern, you know, like we 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 I mean it, it this is maybe not um nice. I don't anyway, I remember like online dating and, and like there would be profiles that would be like must be, you know, 5'10 or taller. Like that was their yes was built mm. around this like mm such a superficial physical mm. aspect of their being and uh so for me I, after a while i i start to i feel like the yeses around um particular things are those can also be just a pattern superficial mm-hmm. patterny kind of process of like i'm looking for somebody whose profile is yes yes here and there but when it comes down to it there's only the the one yes that matters is for me it it, it came from within me mm. to just be open and present mm. and to try and like to try and see you mm. and feel myself at the same time because the feeling myself part 
was never i mean it was it was something that i always like ran away from and and the seeing you was trying to get you to say yes to me that's mm. how it worked. Like so, I anyway mm. went through mm. all of that and ground out all those yeses and came down to like, you know, being in a hole four feet deep in the earth and just, just being open and just just the yet the yes was like here's somebody who's showing up, yeah, and I'm going to say yes to them, not because I'm desperate or because nobody else is showing up, but just because they're showing up in a way that feels safe and mm. I appreciate that and and I have appreciated it you know every day that we've been together yeah I I think that's interesting because I've had that I had that sense and you kind of just spoke towards it that even like before we had met I was in a place of deep surrender around I don't know if I'm going to really find love and I'm okay with that because all of this unrequited, unexpressed love, I'm going to like gather it up and I'm going to give it to the community. Like I was in that space of like, how can I just love, period? How can I learn? And I, I actually was in a deep inquiry around that for maybe two or three years of like, mm. how can I show up in the world in love? How can I give and love? And in this open sort of like, not necessarily needing or wanting something from somebody, but like, here is a moment where I can just offer myself in a very authentic, loving way. And so I was in a place of deep surrender around, I'm not sure I'll ever find a partner that I, I feel like I could, I, I really wanted or, or needed maybe. Um, and, and so I wasn't, I wasn't looking, I wasn't like online dating. I wasn't trying to date anyone. I, I was like really not in that space. And, you know, in your own way, it sounds like you were in your own surrender and just open to like life. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I, I felt that too, just really open to life and see what happens. And I feel like that's what we keep doing. Over and over. Just I know. It's so fucking beautiful. <laughs> open and see what happens. And we have so much fun together. I know. It's funny. Like, we, you, you keep mentioning us doing the work, but it, I keep forgetting that there was the parts where there was work because, they have, you know, yeah. short-term memory disorder or I don't know what. Well, I will say at 90-something percent of the time, it's just fun and easy. Like, we, I mean, it might even be higher, like 95% of the time, but... In general, it is just really easy and natural and fun with you. Um, but I think the work part is the most important part for me because I have not been able to have that. Like I have been going into relationships authentic and really trying to do deeper work with people. And for whatever reason, their emotional intelligence, their inability to understand and ability to understand themselves, it just hasn't been available to do this. I mean, I've been able to do it with like some friends and it's been wonderful. And so that that was a big piece that I was like really holding in my field of like, if there's anyone that's going to come, they have to be able to like really have good communication and some emotional awareness um, 
and and sh- be willing to show up for hard moments. And so that's why I think I, I reference it a lot because it is such an important part of, I think, what we're doing, even though it is a smaller part of what's happening majority of the time. Yeah. Well, it's the part that, I mean, everything, It's it may be in the minority, but like, like I think what you're saying is like it, everything else is dependent on it. Because, you know, you, you yeah. go along and you have like a, you're having fun, but then something happens. And that's something in the past for me relationally could have been, could have destabilized me for a week. Like I would just be in a funk, you know, contracted emotionally and unavailable to my partner. Like, like I would just literally physically withdraw and, and then swim back out of that. And so like, that's a big chunk of time that to lose, uh, connection connection the inconsistency around that and uh so yeah i feel like we do the 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 repair in on the fly pretty darn quickly like it hap- it's so quickly that it's almost becoming like something like it's just not it just doesn't it's not sticky anymore mm-hmm. right like it really um it is like a little micro repair that happens over and over and over not over and over. I mean, it, it, whenever it happens, it just anyway. It's a pretty. It's pretty cool. Like this is all. Like you said, like, it's just, like this is all uncharted territory for me. Like I really. Well, for me too. And yeah, yeah, just learning and changing and expanding my awareness of what it means to be me, what it means to be embodied, what it means to be in relationship with you. It's changed the relationship with I have with my children. It's changing the relationship I have with my friends and community. It's changing how I experience the world around me mm-hmm. and um which are all these ways i guess that like you know you think of like all the new neural pathways that are yeah. being built and then reinforced with each successive uh adaptation and expansion of awareness and growth and mm. holy fuck yeah. One more yeah. year and we'll levitate. <laughs> yes. Well, and for me too, it feels like I am freeing myself. There's this this freedom within myself that's happening. Like these stuck parts of myself, these scared parts of myself, these unexpressed parts of myself, these parts of myself that have been longing to be seen and heard. Like it's freeing. It's like this freeing of energy, this freeing of expression, this freeing of emotion. And it is life changing. I mean, I there's before before you, there have been many defining moments, but two particular that I have really defined a before and after. And the first, um, there was a Shanti that was different before my mom died. And then when my mom died, I felt like I was born. I felt like Mm. that was my birth. Because I was free of all of the, all of the crazies, um, and then the next defining moment of of birth for me was when I became a mother. There's that before and after, before Shanti, and it's interesting because there was a five. So my mom died when I was 25, and then I I became a mom pretty much at tw- uh, 31. So there's that six year. So I had the six years of learning how to be 
in the world in a, in a very different way. And then the birth of my child, I learned how to be in the world in a different way. And then you're that other defining moment of, so you're my third significant defining moment of there's a Shanti before Christopher and all that I'm learning and growing into I mean, I'm still, I'm still in it. I don't even know. I know. Right. right? <laughs> but, but there's a, there's, I feel so alive. I feel alive in a way I've never felt before. And you kind of talked about like wanting, like, like all these relationships and how you are shifting because you're shifting. Right. And that as well, I feel like is happening for me. I, and I'm still in process with it and I, I'm not quite sure I have as much clarity around it as you yet, but um, I just know I'm going to be so different. And I spent a lot of this weekend crying over that. <laughs> <I sort of laughs> talked about that because I went to singing alive, you guys. And there's this one particular song um, about death and, and I don't remember. It was a beautiful song, but I, then I just went in this deep like processing around the ways in which I have died in this life. And here I am at the precipice of another death. And I'm not scared, but it, but there's also like some grief in it of like how much like pain I've been carrying for so long and how much aloneness I've been carrying for so long and how much separateness I've been, you know? And so it's like, it's a, there's this, grief around her like that part of me that yeah um and there's also a celebration of of this deeper part of me that's coming through but um yeah you know you're you you're just you're helping me along in a really powerful way i'll always be grateful for that you know i understand <laughs> I feel like we help each other. Um, but it, I mean, it is an interesting aspect of of being human that we, when we get to these transition points, we can see the previous iteration of ourselves, this previous idea of ourselves, and like how we hold that. Mm. You know how we, it's like holding this child version of ourselves, and uh, and the and like the compassion. Yeah. That has to, that goes with that. And the forgiveness. Yeah. Like, it's okay. You didn't know better. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there's, and gratitude, right? Like, hmm. like the younger version of me carried me all the way to this point. Yeah. And, it, hmm. I think that, it's interesting because you think how much strength they had to have to to carry us as far. Yeah. And so then you get the sense of like that you know like we feel more energy in our daily like we have more energy to do stuff to be you know, a better father or a better friend or a better partner mm. because we have, we freed up 
the, the energy it took, the strength that we were carrying everything, you know, with that's now a, a now it's free energy that we can we can be creative with, we can mm-hmm. share, we can mm-hmm. you know, we can play with, we can be sexy with. <laughs> <laughs> and um that's pretty cool. You know, like it's a pretty interesting aspect of things. It's also funny that you you don't really know what's on the other side until you finally get your head over the edge and hmm. and you and you're there or mostly there or you've got enough of your body over the edge that you know it's just going to take not too much effort to just keep yourself the momentum is in that direction. Hmm. I'm just sitting with all of that for a second just gosh feeling it in my body and my heart Um, how should we how should we end I have a I might have a question but maybe you have something We're going to do this in six months, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we were thinking of maybe coming back together in a year and at the end of the year, at the end of the year. Yeah. The, yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank I mean, you. it's sort of like a bookmark on, yeah. you know, six months from now we'll look back. Oh, look, they were so naive. Yeah. <laughs> they thought they knew some shit Yeah. or they knew that they didn't know some shit. And now the shit that they know is like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know it's all unknown. It's all unknown. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm just curious, um, through this experience of you and me and us, um, and, and maybe you've already answered this question, so, but maybe not, but, um, what are you learning most about yourself? Or not most, but what's what's something you're really, that's like a new awareness, a new learning around who you are? And Well, I mean, that's such a everyday, I mean, every day it's just, you know, it's that leaning in, into the, the edge of what's, what's, what's new, what's forward on, like, being present um and you know the latest thing was just surrender how Mm. it feels to like how that feels like another iteration of love to to be able to uh surrender oneself um with another to be in the presence of someone and surrender Mm. to let go is uh is such a amazing thing and it just feels like like that's a space that is so new and so fresh that that it's going to be a a really fertile ground for um all the rest all the all the, the next wave of epiphanies and and mm-hmm. understandings around what it means to be 
this embodied version of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I love that you mentioned the iterations of love because that's something we've been talking about, you know, periodically is how this connection is rewriting our experience of love and our understanding of love and opening us up in a way that we didn't even know love could do. And love is teaching us things we didn't even know we needed to be taught. Right. And it's well, just how I define love, you know, yeah. I mean, you just, when we're younger, you just have this, like, you just have this like nice feeling and you call it love. And, <laughs> and now it, it feels like it's more tied to, it's, it's more of a discreet thing. Like when, like, like, you know, for me, like the first iteration with you is the sense of like when a repair happens, yeah, it, the repair is, it's affecting this, like the amount of energy that we had, like the energy that we were using to protect ourselves, to maintain that wall in whatever space the wall was being held in, whatever part of the pattern that we like held in place, like the repair lets you reclaim that energy yeah, and that like that release of energy that like allows our divine essence, our divine beauty to like shine forth unencumbered to just be present, you know, like, like there's like a, think of it like a ray of light that comes through a window that Mm -hmm. used to have like a little bit of a block on it and you pull the block away and that light comes through Mm -hmm. and you can just get rid of the block, recycle it, do whatever. And, and you don't have to hold that block in place anymore that, that, that release and that freeing of that divine energy like that that's maybe one iteration of love, like that feeling mm-hmm. of like, oh, mm-hmm. like your like your little divine self is just going, yeah, that feels good, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like that's love, that's a love feeling, and mm-hmm. this being able to like surrender in the presence of you is, is just just that that space that like easy, comfortable, safe space of surrender of letting go that's a love feeling for me yeah and um and and these are things that are like they're they're not this is a a sense of love for me that's not conditional Mm -hmm. on you doing something or you being something or you taking care of me in any way it's just me allowing myself to be present with you and and you as you are and not as I want you to be or need you to be, but just that you as you are, like me allowing myself to be in that space, these things are, are arising within that context and um which means I get to take it with me. Yeah. If you dump me. <laughs> tragic <laughs> tragic though that would be. <laughs> but but it, I mean, because it, it kind of goes back to the you know, part of like what's also walking alongside for me is this idea of of, of being alone, mm-hmm. right? Like it's this, yeah. this, like it's it's almost ironic and like the juxtaposition of like being a lone wolf, as you called it earlier, a survivor of you know this dysregulated childhood and like learning to take care of myself. Like being alone in that way is is a different kind of aloneness to finding. How, what it feels like 
to be alone in the presence of somebody else and mm. to be seen at the same time. Mm. Like that's so fucking juicy and mm. alive. And like it changes the sense of being alone to being alone but embodied within myself and embodied mm. in the feeling of another. And like it's just like it, it, we move in and out of each other like a, you know, like a, infinity loop Hmm. right like Hmm. i my energy moves into you it comes back into this central shared space and into me and like like we create something a a life Hmm. a force a spark a energetic that's the woo portion of it for me folks (laughs) (laughs) your secret woo guy (laughs) no Let's get back to the science program. <laughs> uh, what's the science behind love? Oh, that's another program. Love. I feel like love is all woo. I mean, how can you how can you like talk about love in any way but in a woo woo way? No. See, I think I think our I think the patterning process the 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 way we by pattern like i mean like the the mech- the the mannerisms that we adopt to survive whatever mm. the early trauma was and the way we carry those mannerisms forward is is a it's a neurological process it's synapses and neural networks mm-hmm. that yeah. are you know they yeah. get ingrained and they become these little super highways and they don't serve us the, the the mannerisms of a child do not serve the needs of an adult. And yeah. as an adult, we're haunted by that feeling that there's something more, that we could be more, that we could feel more, we mm. could, there's more joy there, but we feel trapped by this, like, this pattern that we created to survive as a child. And how do you, like, there's, that still, for me, feels like a, like a neurologically, you know, grounded experience but it and so what i feel like what we're doing is we're reprogramming ourselves yeah we are yeah yep okay one more question (laughs) (laughs) i can't help it what 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 do we you and i what do we want to say to our future selves Levitation, all is cracked up to be. <laughs> okay, so saying like in six months we're going to do this again. And I mean, you're my guy. I'm not getting rid of you. So, um, you know, two, five years down the two years down the road, five years down, whatever. Um, what, what I want to say to my future self you know, like a reminder, I don't know, is um, trust, keep trusting yourself and um, keep following that part, that like quiet, still part of yourself that knows but doesn't know but feels a little like uncertain. (laughs) in that knowing, not knowing space. Um, Yeah. 
That's what I want to say. Okay. All right. I'm going to say, future me, I hope I'm embarrassing the shit out of you right now. <laughs> and that, <laughs> because you have like figured out some next level shit. And, uh, and I hope we can be proud of each other. Mm. I love it. Yeah. Anything else that needs to be said that hasn't been said before we finish? Thank you, Shanti. Mm. Thank you, my love. I love the life that we're creating together, and I'm looking forward to the next six months. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.